0: Father, we're just so thankful tonight for your goodness, thankful for your presence. Lord, we acknowledge you tonight. We despise anything that would come against you or come against your people. Lord, we take you at your word because we know it's true. And we thank you, Lord, that every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. Tonight we give place to you. Move in our midst, do what you want. Speak, Lord, we're listening. Move, and we move with you. We yield ourselves as vessels you can use and flow through. Thank you, thank you for the mighty rushing force of the wind of your spirit that moves through our lives and through our bodies and through this place tonight. Hallelujah. And Jesus shall be glorified. (laughs) The devil will be diminished. The work of darkness dispelled. Thank you, Lord, for the life of God that rises up on the inside of every individual now. Lord, you are working. You are. You have been, and you continue to work. Continually, you work. You work. And so we we tap into that flow tonight. Thank you for what you're doing in us now. Jesus' name, amen. God is good. Praise the Lord. Amen, thank you. you're good. Well, <laughs> God is good. Tonight we're, uh, we're having a healing meeting and so that's our, our primary focus in this in this service. and uh, it's my desire right now over the next little bit to raise your awareness, your consciousness of God and uh, to absolutely minimize your awareness consciousness of problems of physical pain of of uh uh symptoms symptoms or the root cause of any kind of disease because you need to know we need to be aware of this god is so much more real than any physical challenge you face in your in your body and let's let's begin to get this these things into perspective right from the get-go and 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 minimize and uh you know, trivialize and act like nothing, any kind of physical problem, okay, let's get it in perspective. We're talking about God here. We're talking about His amazing power and love. We're talking about His great mercy, amen, and so now it says, I deserve my problem. Fine, probably, you're probably right, but we all deserve all kinds of problems, so we're not going to focus on what we deserve, But we are going to magnify His name, His grace, His mercy, His power, His great love for us. And watch, it's way bigger than any bad thing you've ever done. It's way bigger than anything the devil could muster up. It's way bigger than an incurable disease or something the doctors can't figure out. We're talking Almighty God here, His power, His great love. Come on now. And we are, here we go, watch this, we're accessing it already How many know, whenever you talk about something, you give place to it. You talk about scary things, you give place to fear. You you, you talk about any kind of sinful thing, you give place to that operating in your life. When you talk about God, when you talk about His love for you, His healing power, guess what? Immediately, God begins to grab hold of those words and access your life because of them. We've already, just in the few minutes we've already uh, created an atmosphere in here where God can move powerfully and demolish problems in people's lives I mean this is the place where we're designed to live never run over never beat up by life or by circumstance or anything no 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 enriched and empowered and filled with the very life of God that's who we are. That's where we are. That's what God is doing right here, right now. Woo, glory to God. What a privilege to be a part of this. I mean, how did we get in here? I mean, what happened? What's the deal? How, how did we get access to God's amazing love and power? Yeah, you know this, that so many in our world are suffering without. It's tragic. So many suffer without the knowledge of God. They don't know how much he loves him. They don't know his power can be accessed at any point of any day, at any time in their life, so very, very easily, and whoo, just like that. They're operating on a whole other level. Praise God. Well, uh, I want to share with you a few things from the Word. If you've got your Bible with you, go uh, over and turn anywhere you like. And... uh, And uh, in fact, if you don't know where to go, though, just go to Exodus then. Exodus 15, second book in the Bible. I didn't say you should exit. Uh, no. <laughs> I didn't say you should egg, egg, have an exodus of the service. Exodus 15. Now listen, because of the example that many Christian leaders have left us over many years, people often view God as distant, as uninvolved, as sometimes even uncaring. I'm I'm not saying they, they, they taught that. I'm saying by the examples that have been set before us, where we have turned God into whatever our church did. We said, this is the way that God moves, this is all that He is, this is all He can do as far as we can tell. And many Christians, and, and those influenced by Christians, have come to view God in a way that's not true, in a way that's inaccurate, not supported with the Bible, but He's re- really viewed many times as a non-moving God. As someone who's who's very idle, he's been portrayed as mysterious, hard to discern. And when it comes to the physical needs of our health and our body and, and, and living well in this life, he seems, again, to be very idle, very unengaged, and not doing much for people. But is that truly the way he is? Is that his character and nature? Is that is that his plan? Or is that maybe what we've done to Him? Or is it maybe how we have been taught about Him and therefore we limit His access to our lives? You do realize it's possible, according to the Word of God, to limit what God can do. Yeah, Yeah. now now you're going to stop Him, in what He's doing in heaven, but you're going to stop Him, possibly, from what He wants to do in your own life. And so we need to realize that is a possibility that God will respect your will. He'll respect your faith. He'll respect the decisions you make. And uh, he will move in accordance with whatever you believe. Whenever you take him at his word and and believe what he has revealed about himself, now he goes to work in that area of your life. If you're ignorant, if I'm ignorant of an area that God... Uh, wants to move in an area about him that's true then i will not be able to have faith in that area doesn't mean i don't have faith just in that area i'm just ignorant of it so i can't believe him for it everybody with me and so god continues to uh reveal himself to us more and more i mean no the more you seek him the more you find him and 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 when you when you pray when you look in the word when you're, there's truly a hunger in your in your heart uh Good things can happen. Someone shared with me a quote earlier uh, today. Uh, I think it was they were quoting. I can't get the quote exactly right, but of of Smith Wigglesworth saying something to the effect of he would rather have um, on his platform ministering someone who wasn't even spirit filled but had a hunger, had a desire uh, than someone who was spirit filled but you know pretty much was okay with the way things were and there's something to be recognized in what brings god on the scene what causes his power to manifest and sometimes people view their own their own selves their own lives and they say man I'm a wreck I got problem here and problem here well you know that actually could be now watch what I'm going to say here that actually could be a real good thing if if not only your present affliction and condition is, is, if it's not alone and you've, you know, decided to just live that way and accept it. But if there is within you a drive, a hunger, a, a desire for God to move in your life, then get ready, get ready, get ready. Come on now. He specializes in impossible situations. God is a master of turning things around. If you think everything's okay and everything's great and you're satisfied, just leave it like it is, Lord. <laughs> Nothing more, just leave, Well, what, 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 what can happen in your life? Not a whole lot. Amen. So I don't know if you're messed up really good, but um, I hope there's a few that are. <laughs> we don't celebrate your suffering, but we're going to see God move in your life. We're going to see him turn things around. Oh, thank you, Lord. So, uh, Exodus 15, verse 22. So Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea. Then they went out into the wilderness of Shur, and they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. Now when they came to Marah, they could not drink the waters of Marah, for they were bitter. Therefore, the name of it was called Marah. And the people complained against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? So he cried out to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree. When he cast it into the waters, the waters were made sweet. There he made a statute and an ordinance for them. And there he tested them and said, If you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God to do what is right in his sight... Give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes. I will put none of the diseases on you which I have brought upon the Egyptians. For I am the Lord who heals you. He is the what? The Lord who heals you. Now, uh, many of you know this, that the Old Testament is filled with types and shadows of New Testament realities and fulfillments. And if you can see in this particular story that the tree is representative of the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ, and just like Moses had this tree uh, thrown in the bitter waters and they became sweet, in other words, they were healed or they were made uh, usable and dr- the water was drinkable, uh, likewise, how many know uh, by his stripes the Bible says we are healed, and it is when Jesus went to the cross. That um, healing was made available for all people of our day. All right, and so we see a a prophetic foreshadowing there of what was to come, and that is that healing is brought into our our lives through the redemptive work of Jesus. And you throw the cross into the you know the water of your life, and what happens? You get healed. You know your life gets sweet, (laughs) no no longer bitter. If you want to take that literally, go ahead. That works too. (laughs) You're a bitter person, you add the cross. You add the work of what Jesus did to your life, and you'll start smiling like never before. Come on, you'll be a a nice person like you've never been before. And uh, (laughs) Listen, I know that in our day, some have taught, again, going back to the beginning of what I was saying, they have taught against the power of God. The work of God, the healing power of God working in people's lives. And some have even just put it this way. They say, well, in our day, God heals through doctors. That's the way that he heals people. Well, the sad thing about that, that teaching isn't found anywhere in the Bible. Okay. I mean, someone could logically maybe come up with that because of what they haven't seen as far as people being healed by God, like we have examples in the Bible. But you have to admit, that's not a Bible teaching. Okay, you're not going to read the scriptures, you're not going to read the teaching of Jesus and see what he did, nor the apostles, and come away with, the, with, with, with a belief that the way that God heals is through doctors. Everybody with me? Amen. That doesn't mean we're against doctors, okay? I'm just saying that's not the realm we're dealing in. We're dealing in a much higher realm. Amen. Much more sure, much more effective, and permanent. <laughs> Amen. It is just a higher way. So we don't want to lower our belief because of a lack of experience or a lack of seeing or lack of being taught. But let's raise this again. Let's be conscious of God and his presence and his power here tonight. Now, let's get back to this. The last phrase in this, these verses we read, it says, for I am the Lord who heals you. Some translations, you'll see more of a direct translation or transliteration from the Hebrew it'll say it this way I am Jehovah Rapha all right Jehovah Rapha now Jehovah is a name name of God that basically means this that uh, that he is the self-existent one who reveals himself all throughout the old testament the, uh, in different places God called himself Jehovah something and he, in other words, Jehovah, I exist all by myself and I reveal myself. Aren't you glad that that's a characteristic very, down to the very core of his name, that he is not the God who hides himself? Yeah. Can you see that the way he's been presented to many people, they would think his name is the opposite of this, like whatever that would be, un-Jehovah or something, <laughs> you know, in another, because they don't see God being revealed very often. He's always hidden. He's always uh, concealed in some way. But no, no, no. By His very name, God is a revealer of Himself. He wants you to see Him. He wants you to know Him. He wants you to understand His ways, His word, His power, His love. Praise God. He is the revealer of Himself. Now, and then you go into the word Rapha, uh, and it's explained right there in the English, but Rapha is the Lord who heals. Okay, Rafa references the healing nature of God. That's who He is. Now, I want you to think about this for a moment. God revealed Himself as the Lord who heals. He didn't reveal Himself as the Lord who doesn't heal. And You're going to have to th- stay with me on this and, and, and ponder this for a moment. God is the one. He is the Lord who heals He is not the God who doesn't heal. So if ever I've come, quote, to the Lord and didn't get healed, I didn't come to the Lord. I made no connection with God because He's not the God who doesn't heal, He is the Lord who heals. He's not the Lord who heals on some days and the Lord who doesn't heal on other days. No, he doesn't have one of those Jehovah names. Whatever that would be. Jehovah Unrapha, again. He is neither hiding from us, nor is he coming into our lives and not moving. (laughs) I want to show myself in you. I'm going to reveal myself to you. I am a non-mover. I What? I, I, I'm a, I a not healer. I am the Lord who doesn't heal. So I know that sounds silly, but haven't we believed that that was true? Haven't we accepted Him as a non-healer? Well, what verse is that? What verse is that in the Bible that you go to Him and, and He will work His non-healing in you? I mean, that defies the very definition of His name. I am the Lord who heals. That's who our God is. Healer. Healer. Verb. Right? <laughs> Healer. Healing is it's who He is. It's His name. And it's what He does. We don't go to the Lord who heals and get the Lord who doesn't heal. I want you to realize this tonight, especially if you need healing in your body. You're coming to the right guy. Not not me. You're coming to the right guy. You're coming to the Lord. Who is he? He's the Lord who heals. Not the Lord who doesn't heal. All I have to do is come to God now because I know who he is. I know what he does. Huh? So there is no opportunity at all. If I come to him, I walk away with nothing. What a what a tragedy to think someone could come before God and leave empty-handed. Hmm? You went to Jehovah Un-Rapha. But I, I, I want to encourage you. You can lose the un tonight, come to the real the real thing. How many know if you if you were to hire a painter and he came to your house and you hired a painter to come paint and uh, and and he wouldn't paint, that would be kind of strange. I mean, I hired the painter, he came to my house, but he just he won't paint. Something would be wrong with that. Well, why won't you paint? Well, I don't I always want to paint. I know, but that's what you are. That's your job description. That's why you're here. Don't you like, if you're a painter, wouldn't you like paint every time that someone called on you to come to their house or, you know, and, and do, do a job? Wouldn't you like paint every time? Why would you do that? Well, because you're a painter. That's what painters do. Well, some days I'm more of an an unpainter. You know, I'm more of a non-painter. Well, you should change your title then of your business and of your job description. You're the you know, I don't know. I just I don't know what you'd an unpainter? <laughs> Is there any chance that you could go to your father for healing and come away empty? Where is that? Now, I know there was a slow response there. But, but where is that taught in the Bible? Where is that taught? Someone said, well, the Lord won't put on you anything. The Bible says, the Lord won't put on you more than you can handle. The Bible doesn't say anything like that. huh? Many times people uh, have been taught incorrectly and they, they need to read the Scripture for themselves. The Bible doesn't say that God won't put on you more than you can handle. So and and I've got this cross to bear. That's not what Jesus meant by that. Come on, now I've got this thing and I can handle this. I'm fine. Some people have it worse than me, and so I shouldn't complain. I mean, because listen, there are people who are who die young, or there are people coming back from the war who, man, they're 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 really doing bad. And so I, I can handle this little thing that I've got. See how that can be a that can be a trick in our thinking in our believing. God never intended for you to handle it. There's a reason Jesus bore it Himself, and that is so you wouldn't have to bear it. Amen. 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 And so let's not accept and think we're being, you know, noble or anything like that. Well, it's no big deal. I, I don't need anything from the Lord. God is not pleased if you don't receive what he offers you for free. He is glorified when you take him at his word and say, Lord, I'm going to live my life to the fullest. I'm going to experience your best. I'm going to be a blessing everywhere I go. I'm going to be a walking miracle. As others see me, they're going to say, what happened to you? And I'm going to say, Jesus, come on now. This is God's plan. This is God's way. Let's not be duped into thinking anything else and be limited in our lives. Go to Luke chapter 6 with me. Luke, the sixth chapter. So we we know this, that Jesus is the express image of the Father. You can study that out. We've taught on it in different times. But Jesus is the perfect representation of who the Father is. You want to know what the Father is like? What is God like? Look at Jesus, and there you go. There you have it. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Okay, and so we can see how Jesus acted and get further demonstration, further revelation of the Lord who heals of Jehovah Rapha, okay because Jehovah Rapha there here we got Jesus, he is the same, he acts the same way, uh, Luke chapter six, notice with me over here in verse six. Now it happened on another Sabbath, uh, also that he entered. Into He entered the synagogue and taught, and a man was, uh, was there whose right hand was withered. So the scribes and Pharisees watched him closely, whether he would heal on the Sabbath, that they might find an accusation against him. But he knew their thoughts and said to the man who had the withered hand, Arise and stand here, and he arose and stood. Then Jesus said to them, I will ask you one thing. Is it lawful on the Sabbath? to do good or to do evil, to save life or to destroy. And when he had looked around at them all, he said to them, stretch out your hand. And he did so, and his hand was restored as whole as the other. But they were filled with rage and discussed with one another what they might do to Jesus. Okay. Now, why were these Pharisees? Of course, they they were very steeped in religion. And, of course, they believed that you couldn't heal on, on the Sabbath day. All right, so what they're doing is they're endeavoring to set Jesus up, and they know they've got him. Do you know why they know they've got him? Because you've got Jesus plus sick person in the same room. That's like one plus one equals two. Jesus plus sick person equals what? Healed. Healed. Healing. Healing is about to occur. And so they knew we got him. I mean, it's like, you know, if you have a dog and you have a steak in the same room, uh, steak is gone. The dog is going to get the steak. And, uh, and, and, And likewise, we can see that the Lord who heals and a person who needs healing in the room, what does that equal? It equals healing. And so, what what do we see here? Jesus had a reputation, didn't he? He had a reputation for fixing what is wrong. A reputation for helping those who are hurt. A reputation for healing those who are sick. Or in this case, uh, this guy had the withered hand, whatever that looked like. And he stretched it out and it grew out and it was restored to be perfect like it was supposed to be. And so, he had a reputation of the Lord who heals. Now, this is what the Lord does. This is not what the Lord doesn't do. What does the Lord do? He heals. And so a guy with a withered hand that comes to Jesus, what can can be done? It's almost like he doesn't know how to not because that's not who he is. How do you become a non-healer if you are, by nature, healer? That's just the automatic response to someone in that situation will win always every time God moves that's who he is we don't have to wait he's the healer now L- listen the painter doesn't come to your house today and paint but that paint isn't going to manifest for two more weeks and he leaves and you say what's going on here Did you do anything? Oh, yeah. But you just need to wait for it to manifest. And if you wait a couple weeks, the paint will show up. How many would question that? When the painter paints, the paint is there. When the healer heals, the healing is there. The healing just is. Look at the 11th chapter of Luke. You you're there in 6, right? The 11th chapter of Luke. And and notice what Jesus said over here in verse 9. Luke 11:9. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Now wait a minute. When when will it be given to you? Well, that's the only logical conclusion I can come up with reading that sentence. That it would be given to me when I ask, not I ask and then sometime later. We'll say, well, God has His own time; everything happens in God's time. No, no, no. we have to throw this verse out if we believe that. You have to realize that? So I've always believed that. Well, many, many of us have believed things wrong before, right? Humility says, huh, "Teach me, Lord, help me to see." Because I'm not, I'm not ready to throw this verse out because tradition has taught me that God does everything in his own time or that God has a timing to answer my prayer and, and it might not be now. That's not what Jesus taught. Let's just straight, stay with the, the, the plain reality of what, of what the word of God says, not add anything to it, not religiousize it, not water it down with an experience or a lack thereof. Let's just act like we're reading the Bible and may, maybe there may be some that are, but we're reading the Bible and hearing it for the very first time. And all I hear is God saying, I am the Lord who heals you. All I hear is the Lord saying, ask and you shall receive. Is, is there any bad news in this at all? This is sounding like really good. It, it, this is sounding like, huh, did, did anybody know this was there? I, I, maybe you're new to church and you think, Wow, I like this. Do do people not believe this who go to church all the time? Uh, The answer is no, but usually not intentionally. It's deception. It's been watered down. It's been misrepresented. People have lived for God for years and never seen a miracle. Never seen a healing. Never seen an answered prayer. Maybe rarely. And that is so wrong from the way it's supposed to be. That is so not God's intention. That has never been God's plan. That you pray a bunch and every once in a while you'd get one. Huh? That God's people would remain subject to the devil's curse of sickness and disease. And they just make it through life. Barely making it. And one day in heaven, okay, then we're free. Where did Jesus teach that? Where is that God's plan and God's promise? It is just the opposite. To this point, he just said emphatically, Ask and you will receive he said he said, uh, Seek, and you will find, knock, and it will be open. Look at verse ten, I like it. Come on, is it good? Ooh. for everyone who asks what receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be open you would think we could have got that from verse 9 but just in case we didn't he said it a different way and he used the word everyone you can look that up in the greek and the hebrew and the aramaic and whatever you want to look at it still means everyone it still means you and it still means me that every time i ask i receive jesus didn't qualify it he didn't say but 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 if 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 but although these other circumstances all need to come into place too and if it were true that that were possible, he's misleading them and misleading us by not giving us those qualifications. Because we're likely just to ask for something and expect it to happen right here, right now. <laughs> but I got a feeling that's what he intended for us to do. <laughs> that's the way, I, I, I have a feeling that God wanted us to go to him with absolute confidence that he will do exactly what we ask him to do. And he'll do it right then, right now because he's our dad and he loves us. Yes! This is God's plan. God is a moving and active person. He is looking for someone who will take Him at His word and relate to Him according to His revealed character and nature. You remember after Jesus sent uh, the original disciples out right before He went to heaven. Remember He said, these signs will follow those that believe. And He listed some things. And then he was received up into heaven. And, and the Bible says in Mark 16 verse 20. And they went out and preached everywhere. The Lord working with them. And confirming the word through the accompanying signs. Amen. That is normal. That is standard operation. That is how God works. You declare it. Preach it. Preach just means proclaim. That can be talking, that can be shouting and spitting. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm talking about? It is, it's, all, it's about the message. You proclaim His Word, His name, what He has done, and God works with that Word proclaimed and with the person proclaiming the Word with accompanying signs. He is not an idle God. He is not an uninvolved, uninterested, un, uh, you know—engaged type of person. No, no, no. All he wants someone to do, preach the word and he goes to work with it. All he wants someone to do, speak the truth. Speak the word. Don't preach experience. Don't preach five reasons why it won't work. Don't tell everyone what didn't happen and all of our new doom and gloom stories. Preach the word. Preach Jesus and what He did. His love and His redemptive power. The tree's been thrown into the water. And now healing is available for all. And God is looking for a word like that. And He's got one in here. And now He goes to work. Writing on the Word. And signs and wonders follow. (laughs) And God goes to work in your body, in your life, in your mind, and in your heart this very moment. Aren't you glad? Praise God. We're going to have uh, you guys who need healing. I mean guys in a generic way, guys and gals, uh, anyone in the house who needs healing. um, I want to give you an opportunity to come up here in just a moment and be healed. Does does everybody hear what I said there? I want to give you opportunity to come up here and be healed. I didn't say I want to give you an opportunity to come up here and not be healed. We're not going to have any unhealings up going on up here. Okay, if if that's something that that if you're not coming up here and you're and you're not coming up here and going to be healed, then you shouldn't come. Okay, because that's not what we're doing up here. All right, maybe that can happen in the back. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> unhealings in the back. Un-Jehovah Rapha. No. (laughs) But up here, if you need healing in your body, we want you to come and what? Come and be healed. All right, we'll do exactly what the Word of God says. Lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. They will recover. And we'll just lay hands on you, and just like that, (laughs) God will go to work right in your body. And you will what? Be healed. Be healed. Thank you, Lord. Amen, amen. Father, we're so thankful tonight for what you're doing. Lord Jesus, we acknowledge your place in this place. (laughs) We acknowledge your presence in our lives. Lord, we're so thankful for your work that it is done. We're thankful for the work of the cross. We're thankful for all that you have done. And today, Lord, we're now... Taking you at your word. I know you like that. And so that's what we're doing. We take you at your word. And we thank you. We thank you in advance. Before we see and feel. That your word. Your power and love. Are very much more real. Than anything that we feel. Any sickness. Any symptom. Any problem. In our lives. We thank you, Lord, for the Word of God. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.